Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a worldwide podcasting radio network syndicated show. This call is being recorded. Good evening. Before we begin, a disclaimer and a warning for tonight's episode. Tonight's broadcast may be unsuitable for children, adults, and living creatures. Listener's discretion is advised. I've been keeping my ear to the streets. The UK run out of ideas. Everybody the Okay, so I think I'm supposed to start. I didn't know if there was music coming. So typical. This no, is no music today. Sell. Okay, so I'm waiting for music, and I'm sure that there was a cue that there wasn't going to be any music. But anyway, everybody, this is Sportex Michelle. I am live with Sporty Diva, Pamela Michelle, a.k.a. Sporty Diva on Twitter. We are hosting that dating show. We're pre-recording because we've got lots going on, the NFL draft this week. And if you head over to at your draft or it's on Twitter, you'll be able to um, follow us with the NFL draft. I'll be over at Steiner's on the Buffalo, at Buffalo location and Pam will be in Boston and she'll be tweeting out. And we're doing a lot with fan half too, the NBA playoffs, the NHL, Stanley Cup, and now the NFL draft. And it is baseball season, by the way, Pam, but um, everyone always seems to forget poor baseball. (laughs) It's okay though, because now the NBA playoffs are in full swing and I have a dirty, shameful secret. I really do. Well, there's another, uh, okay, well, I don't know if we want to talk about that dirty, shameful secret. Marshawn Lynch reportedly agreed to contract with the Raiders, by the way. The trade is expected today. I know that that's, yeah, that's like, and you know, I've adjusted to Pacific Standard Time. I'm now like this West Coast person. So I get the news later than everybody. I need to set my alarm and get up at like three in the morning out here so that I'm right there. I used to be, when I was on the East Coast, I was, I used to feel like, hey, I knew this before you because I had all these people in Vegas following me. Now I feel like, oh God, everyone else knows that. So like while I'm sitting here saying like, you know, hey, let's look what's trending. It's like, oh no, you know, that's old news. Do you think that that affects <laughs> things that, you know, the time zone and, and, you know, people on the West Coast are just out of the loop until they get up? I think they're okay so, with that, though. They wake up to yeah, sunshine. I, I have to learn to adjust to being okay with that, though. You know, like, kind of like, I'm just waking up. The one good thing, uh, by the way, our topic today, which I should bring up, our topic today is uh, is not Marshawn Lynch, actually. It's the... Uh, Oh gosh! See, you can tell I'm on the uh, you tell I'm on the West Coast because I'm still like waking up. Our topic today is dating people. Do we do that criminal background check, Pam? What do we do if we end up dating someone who has shown signs of I'll call it risky behavior? Um, and uh-huh. you know, it could be something that you're just not comfortable with. It could be something that's seen as criminal, which, you know, isn't always, you know, some one person's criminal activity is another person's everyday stuff. And, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, the law may say that marijuana is illegal, right? But that doesn't mean that for some people. It it depends, too. I, I mean, some states marijuana is legal, but the law in Rhode Island 
there's a crazy law saying that you can actually not perform oral sex on your boyfriend. There's actually a law against that. So apparently I commit that quite often. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. There's those secrets that, well, they're not really secrets that, you know, it's like when yesterday, if you follow Pam on Twitter at 40 Diva, <laughs> if you follow Pam, you know that she tweeted out something about that dating show and illegal activity and X-rated activity. And it's like, wait a second. I'm like, we don't have an illegal show here. We don't have like, um, we don't have, you know, x-rated shows and we're not i mean i know pam is the big you know howard stern like fan (laughs) i'm the conservative you know don't trust the photos that you see person and i was just like wait what what wait wait we're not doing an illegal show but it makes sense you know just like with everything if you see it if you see it one way or you read into something. So what Pam's tweet was about was more or less, if you're dating somebody who's either involved in, it could be, you know, it could be that you meet someone and she tells you she's a porn star. It could be that you meet someone and he tells you, you know, he's a Coke dealer. I mean, that's, you know, that could be a problem and a deal breaker for some people. For other people, it could be, you know, like, for other oh, people, cool, be a you know, I'm going to get my stash. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, could be a turn on. So could be so Pam, that they're like, you got, um, I was going to say you have, uh, you found an article on popsugar.com. We're going to talk for the next hour at least about uh, dating advice and, and our thoughts and our experiences without sharing any names about, <laughs> you know, what we may have encountered with this kind of stuff and what we feel is, is maybe, you know, a good approach to take if you do end up find, you know, if you find yourself with someone that you're not comfortable with some of the either past behavior, current behavior, or could be future behavior if we think about Aaron Hernandez and, you know, that kind of stuff. So tell me about the article, how you came upon it, and what made you decide this topic this week. The topic this week, just obviously, you and I take a lot from our own personal lives. I just stumbled upon it. Pop Sugar is a site that I visit frequently, and it just seemed to fit in with the topic. There wasn't a specific reason why I chose it to relate to, just that it really kind of fit in because it was more of a question about what to do if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable and you think that they're, you know, obviously doing criminal activity in that there are just things that obviously are illegal that people do that can just make you feel uncomfortable. And you get into these situations sometimes where you think you know someone, you develop a connection with them, and then out of the blue, it's almost as if you get hit in the face with, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. So when that happens, what do you do? How do you handle it? Is it serious enough for you to say, I'm out, I'm done, I'm walking? Well, I guess it's a matter of personal choice. The article over on Pop Sugar, I Googled him and found out he has a criminal record. The question from a group therapy post in our Trey Sugar community, add your advice and comments. So if you wanted to, you can share on Twitter. And we did share the article on Twitter. I put it up at SportsX Michelle, and it's also at that dating show. I'm sure Pam has it up at Sporty Diva. You can read the article at your leisure, and we'll go through excerpts of it, excerpts of it uh, during the show. So I'll start out with, with the beginning of the article, and this is verbatim. I've been searching for this guy for a few weeks. I've been seeing this guy for a few weeks. We've gone on a few dates, and he has come over to my house a few times to hang out with me and my friends. He seems like a great guy and a total gentleman. 
He is nice, funny, caring, and I like spending time with him. I know it's common for people in their mid-20s and older to Google dates to find more about out more about them, but honestly, this never occurred to me before. I've searched myself before just to see what would come up, and nothing connected to me did, and same with my friends. And I figured that since we were in college, we hadn't really established ourselves enough for anything to come up in the search. Now, right there, I'm going right to there. stop and take a break. Go ahead, Pam. I said right there, it's like you're in college. If you have some type of social media account, Facebook, Twitter, or anything, if you put in your name, then their chances are one of your social media accounts is probably going to pop up. My thing with this is social media is so, it's relatively new. It's it's in somewhat of an infancy heading towards toddler stage, whether people realize it or not. Like when television first came out, I wasn't around, but it had to have gone through some sort of, you know, change to be the point where it's at today, where it's like, you know, I mean, I grew up, we didn't have all these channels. We had cable TV, but still we didn't have all these channels. We weren't able to just like stop a program in the middle of watching it or plug in to the remote and, and use a voice command to find your favorite show and have it more often than not be on. I mean, you know, like if I pick up my remote and I put on, press the microphone and I say Law & Order, chances are I'm going to be able to find an episode of Law & Order that's playing, you know. And this wasn't the case when I grew up. I mean, things have changed with media in such a way that there's a generation gap between, you know, the people that are in their 20s now versus people that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. I mean, you're talking even 10 years makes a huge difference. And social media, for those that grew up with Facebook being the norm, while it may have been around, but, you know, where their parents are on Facebook, where their baby pictures were posted on Facebook, those kids grew up with social media. And so they think, like, you know, this is – they're not necessarily going to – And I'm going to say they may at one point, but they don't see the right to privacy. When I grew up, we had an unlisted phone number because we wanted privacy, right? I didn't understand it. I was a little girl, but I remember in school, you know, it was, it was, told to me by my parents, don't give out your phone number. We don't give out our phone number. We don't give out our phone number. We don't give out our phone number. You don't, you know, you were careful. Nowadays, it's you hand over your phone and someone plugs in their phone number and they can pretty much almost be, you don't know who that person is, but the younger generation and people that are, you know, in college or in their twenties would, would be like, whatever, you know, like their criminal record or their, their face. Now, someone said to me recently, his name happens to be very common. Let's say Mike, Mike Smith, right? That's a mm-hmm. common name. So if you Google Mike Smith, you're going to find a ton of stuff about Mike Smith or Tom Jones or, you know, Bill Johnson. If you have a common name like that, if you have a unique spelling like I do, or if you have, if you Google SportsX Michelle or Michelle SportsX, there isn't someone else with that brand or that name. That's obviously not right. my legal name, but you're going to find information about me that I've posted on social media over the past several years. If you Google my legal name, you're going to find information about my personal background, whether or not I have a criminal background, all that stuff. So how do you 
see, Pam, if you meet somebody, I'm dating someone I never once thought to Google him. Never once thought to Google him. No. When I was with someone else, he flat out told me I have a felony conviction. So he told me that probably because he thought I already knew because you were going to Google him. I Googled him. I mean, right. And actually, that was a situation that I was in. I want to say, you know, with two Christmases ago, remember, I was dating that guy with the two kids and he said um he yeah, had told remember. me remember he had told me that he had been arrested three times and i was just like hmm. how do i not remember that and, i don't remember that yeah i remember it was for breaking and entering i know and the then guy one of, i know i remember the guy yeah, I, yeah, I, he I had arrested, he's been arrested three times once because he said that he was arrested for breaking and entering but it really wasn't because he was at the house of his girlfriend and his her father didn't like him so he called the police and said that he came in without permission so and that was and that could very well happen because there are people out there that you know and maybe he did go in without permission and maybe it was the father's like you know maybe it was the father's prerogative to do that because maybe his daughter was you know so I could see that being a legit but it's you know it could also be a lie it could be and I think that like you know then I did google his name and you know, at that point, though, you have to decide if you actually, because a lot of these sites, too, that you go to for criminal background checks, they're going to ask you for your credit card. They're going to, you know, say it's a free trial for X amount of days. It's a lot of work, but it also can be for your safety. But I think that, like, it's never occurred to me to Google somebody that I'm seeing because, I mean, I've dated baseball players. I've dated football players, you know, guys that are on the radio and stuff. And I've never wanted to google them just for the fact that i don't trust everything that's on the internet if i'm learning something about the baseball player that i'm dating i don't want to google his name and find out you know every fucking rumor about him i want to find out everything about him from him i want him to tell me you know, the things that piss him off or the stupid shit he got into before. Like, I don't want to Google my boyfriend or the guy that I'm seeing that could potentially be my boyfriend and see a whole dirty laundry list of things because there are, shocker of all shockers, a lot of things on the internet that aren't true. And I think that when you do Google somebody or you know, search for something like that. You also have to be prepared for what you're going to see, but you also have to be smart enough to question it. And the thing is, it could hold a lot of strain on your relationship too if you're reading many things that aren't true because you could get jealous. It could be that people say he's a womanizer or that he constantly cheats on every girlfriend that he has. And then how do you bring that to that person? You know what I mean? It's a whole well, different Well, it's interesting. Level. It's interesting that you say that because I actually had friends who did background check on people I was dating for me that I didn't even ask them to do. Like I remember <laughs> I liked this one guy and he actually was a professional athlete and so you know I was I was staying with my friend after a hurricane and I needed to stay with her and I mentioned him to her and she's like oh my god he's worth whatever and he's this and he's that. I was just like oh my god how do you even know? Who? It's not like he was that you know that you would have known 
known who he was, you know, like he had played, but it wasn't like he was currently playing. And, you know, she basically was saying, she told me everything I didn't know and and nothing that I needed to know, but she knew his net worth right. according to the internet. She knew, you know, that he had been arrested for domestic violence according to the internet. She knew that he was, you know, separated no. or divorced according to the internet. She knew how many kids he had where I was like, oh my God. And then I was, and then I started to say, oh, is he married? Like, I don't, I, he didn't give me, I didn't get the impression he was married. He was openly flirting with me, you know, to the point that, you know, and then I just started to wonder, like, was I, you know, should I have Googled him? But I felt so weird. Like, I felt weird like that. Whereas maybe today's generation, you know, maybe they don't feel strange Googling someone. To me, it's just like, I just feel like there are certain things that you learn about someone when you're dating them. You don't need to do the whole background check on the flip side, you know, um, and you're right. Some of those sites might say certain things. I'm not paying for anyone's criminal background check. And I just feel like, I feel like there could be, there could be a situation where you have someone who was arrested for something that it could have been just, you know, it could have just been something that you don't know the facts. And a lot of people can get arrested, um, you mm-hmm. know, for something. And it, it could be like, just because the police wanted to have an extra collar that no disrespect to law enforcement, but they might have had like, you know what, I need to get this arrest on the books for whatever, for procedural purposes. But, you know, it could be that another police officer using discretion wouldn't even have seen that this was something that would be arrest worthy. So sometimes people are arrested and it like, really, you got arrested for that. Other times people could be dangerous and Mm -hmm. they don't have a criminal record. So you can't really always base everything on what you find online or what you find with the criminal background checks. But let's just say that we skip over to now you've decided to date this guy. Maybe you Googled him, maybe you didn't, right? Maybe, you know, maybe you decided to just get to know him on your own. And all of a sudden you find that he's, you know, you walk in on him and as funny and as caring and as wonderful as he is, you walk in and he's hanging out with his friends and they're doing whatever. They've got guns, you know, and those guns aren't necessarily legal and they're sitting there on the table. Or you walk into his apartment and, you know, he's there with a line of Coke and he's about to, you know, snort Coke or something like that. At that point, Pam, what's your advice for people who are dating someone and they find themselves in that kind of situation? Well, the easiest advice is once you find yourself in a situation, the minute you feel uncomfortable, don't be afraid to say, this isn't for me, or I need to process this. Like you walk in, you see a guy sitting around with his friends and they're cleaning guns. Like, is that the norm because he's a hunter and it's, you know, they're going hunting for the weekend? If that's the case, then there's really not much cause I feel to be alarmed. But if they're cleaning like these automatic weapons or, you know, something that you're like, wait, where the hell did you get that or what the fuck is going on? If you're questioning something like that, then you need to be able to have the strength to excuse yourself from the situation. I mean, it could be that, like you said, somebody walking, you walking in and they have drugs on the table and they're ready to kind of load up. And if that's not something you're into, then leave. Like you just don't want to stay in a place where you're uncomfortable. And then you say to the person, we will discuss this when I am ready, because I don't feel necessarily that those type of conversations can be had right away after you've seen something that you need to process first. 
It's interesting that you bring up, you know, knowing inside and knowing that something makes you uncomfortable. You need to listen to that little voice. And Gavin DeBecker had written an excellent book called The Gift of Fear. And whether it's fear or whether it's that, you know, that intuitive guide that is going to guide you, if you have a good conscience and you have have a desire to follow behavior that within the law or, you know, less risky as far as, as far as, you know, drugs and, and that that sort of stuff. For me, it's just, it, it's a deal breaker. I'm not, you know, and, and I'm sure there's out there, I'm sure there are people out there that, you know, I've, I've met them, you know, they, they think I'm too conservative. They think I'm, you know, a stuffed shirt and they think like, oh my God, you know, you're so not, you know, I'm not the person for them. I'm not. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I've never, you know, I've never done cocaine. I don't want to ever do cocaine and I'm not going to engage in doing something like that. I don't like the thought of illegal guns, although I respect and understand. I mean, there was a time where someone had a felony conviction. He couldn't go and get a gun in the legal way. And so if that's the case and the laws don't work within your favor and you feel strongly that, you know, hey, you know, just because I did something when I was 18 years old or I was 20 years old and I want to, you know, it's 10 years later and I'm living this, you know, um, productive life and I feel like I'm a good citizen, but I want to protect my family and I feel that I want to go buy a gun, then maybe that's time to work on changing the law. And it's time to become an advocate and say, look, just because I did something when I was 21, shouldn't necessarily be I'm paying forever for it. And so those are, you know, I'm not familiar with the gun laws in every single state, but I do know that in some states, someone that has a felony conviction cannot go buy a gun legally. So in that situation, again, I'm not going to judge somebody and say like, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, you're doing this and and the law is this and and that every law in the books is something that makes sense. I mean, we've seen recently some laws that are archaic and we've talked about them with regard to other you know with regard to sports issues this week with Aaron Hernandez some of the archaic laws that may not make sense or or be suitable right now okay so that's when you go out there and you say this law is on the books and it doesn't work great do you decide to break the law you know Martin Luther King would say that that's something you need to decide within your own conscience me I don't want to be around illegal guns. I don't want to be in a home where there are guns, where there are guns that are not purchased legally. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to touch those guns. I don't want to hold those guns. I don't want to have those guns in my boyfriend's truck. I don't want my boyfriend having those guns. Hence, he's not going to be my boyfriend. That's a deal breaker for me. That is a deal breaker for me to the point that as much as I may like you, as much as I may want to hang out with you, as much as I think you're funny, as much as I, you know, have the best time. No, I'm not putting myself, I have, I, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm working, you know, in a nonprofit capacity, whatever I'm doing, whether it's my own conscience, I can't be around that. I have too much to lose. So there's no guy that's worth it for me to risk so you can find my somebody career. Who you, like, just to say, you can find somebody else who you have a great time with, somebody who's funny and somebody that you're equally compatible with that isn't going to put you in that situation. And I agree. And I think many times people don't understand and then they end up, not only does it put you at risk if you engage with someone who's doing illegal behavior, but if you have children, you're putting that 
at risk as well. Like if you turn around and if you have children and then you all of a sudden, you know, those children are young and you allow that person into your home or you take the step and move into the home with someone who is engaged in illegal risky behavior, then you are setting the, you know, this is beyond dating. You know, this is oh, where yeah, we're talking be, the relationship. We're, we're taking the whole, we're taking the show into a whole other realm. I mean, when well, you're but talking it's about- important. It's important. And this is, you know, this is something that, and it's not like to tout like, you know, okay, this is something that you can, you can lose your kids. So you can lose your kids if you have someone in your life that is causing those kids potential harm and having illegal guns and having illegal drugs and having illegal behavior in your own home. So if you start dating someone who engages in this sort of behavior and that little voice is saying like, no, I don't know, may not be a good idea. I'm not, look, if you're doing drugs and that's something that, that you want to be with someone mm-hmm. who does drugs, then that's a whole different conversation because that's that's not like you found something out that's daring you. And that's just, that's a behavior that you want to engage in. So then if you do that, there may be consequences. And that's not necessarily because you're dating someone. That's because you're engaging in that behavior yourself. So, but right. I mean, let me throw this out there, Pam. Some people say marijuana is a gateway drug. Some people say it's it's benign and it's no big deal right now. You start to date somebody who's engaging in um, illegal activity. And I'm going to say illegal in a sense, like let's use cocaine rather than marijuana, because I think marijuana is more acceptable and and we can give people a pass sometimes when they're, you know, at least a lot of people will give people a pass. It's legal in some states now, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, Ken talked about that last night on the show. He said that federally it's still, you know, but whatever. I mean, as far as as far as the whole thing, we're we're talking about illegal behavior right now. So let's just go with cocaine because I don't think cocaine's legal in any state in the United States. So we're going to go with cocaine as far as you know. You 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 find out that the guy that you think is you know he's just all that and more has a, has engaged whether it's recreational or habitual or whatever. He's got cocaine in his you know world. So Pam, you find out that you know this guy that you're dating all of a sudden you know. He didn't share this with you the first night and he didn't share this with you the second night. He shared it with you three months later and six months later and you happen to have a child or you don't have a child. Does it matter? Does it matter one way or the other with regard to your decision on whether to continue dating him? Absolutely, because it it does affect your life at some point. I mean, you would think that if you were dating for an extended period of time, if he was able to keep that from you, my question would be, well, what else is he? possibly hiding because the thing is it's like a relationship that work is open and honest and I've always said that I would rather be hurt first by somebody telling me the truth than somebody lying to me so if he felt that oh well I know how Pamela is I mean for me Smoking is a deal breaker. I don't want to date a smoker. And somebody who's sneaking cigarettes, it's like, I'm sorry, but you can brush your teeth as many times as you want. I'm not a smoker. I'm going to smell it on your clothes. I'm going to taste it when I kiss you. And I am completely turned off by that. I don't want to date anybody who smokes. That's a deal breaker for me. So if that's a deal breaker for me, then cocaine's going to be a deal breaker for me. I don't want you to hide it from me. If that's something you're into, I'd rather at the start 
part of the relationship, have you say, it's something I've used in the past, and I do use it every so often, you know, if I'm out drinking with my friends, or if it's considered a quote unquote special occasion, but I want that information so I'm informed so I can make that choice. So when it's three months, six months, a year down the road, you know, if I see, you know, knowing that like, if I come home for the weekend because I was on a business trip and I come home and my coffee table has white residue on it, I want to be informed. I want to know that that's something that you probably did before and you chose to do it again, but I don't want it to be a surprise. I want it to be my choice knowing that that's the potential I could be facing in the future. I want to be informed with it. So I feel like it's automatically a lie if you don't disclose that and say, hey, you know, this is something that I do occasionally. It could be something, I mean, that somebody had just picked up and that you have known this person for a while and then all of a sudden it's like they just throw it out there and it's like, hey, you know, I want you to come over and I want to do cocaine off your boobs. And it's like, okay, well, that's not something I'm into. I feel disrespected and thank you for finding a new way that's fun to make me feel cheap. It's like, I just feel like, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm actually getting a tweet in. So no, go ahead. Okay. It's like, that's just basically my closing thought is like, I'd rather be hurt first and disappointed or whatever, but by you saying, this is what I'm into and letting me make my own informed choice than allowing that to just kind of linger on as if you've never done this before or this is, you know, something that you may do and you feel like you're protecting me. Well, I don't need to tell you right. I didn't need to tell you right away because, you know, it's not something I do all the time. If you really need that information, let me decide that. Let me decide if I'm okay with you doing it every couple months or once a year. Let me decide that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that I, I think that it's something that again, like, you know, someone doesn't realize though, Pam, like if someone says to you that they want to do whatever, you know, whatever it is, engage in certain things, some people think that's probably a flattering compliment, you know, they may not think that they're insulting you or that they're hurting your feelings. I mean, one man's oh, yeah. trash is another man's treasure and one man's treasure is another man's trash. So someone may just assume that, you know, you're a party girl or they they may they may not think that well, they're hurting your feelings. Like people people think that about me. And I'm not sure exactly what gives that image off or that vibe off, but when I tell people that like I have never used cocaine before or that I've never really been into that hard of a drug history, I don't know why people are so shocked by it. Like really? Like you've never done that before? And I don't know if it's just because so many people have experimented and tried it and that's what shocks people is that I never really experimented with it, but I was a goody two-shoes in high school. I had one boyfriend all through high school. I never stayed out late past what I was supposed to. My sister did that. I was always the curfew girl that was home on time. You know, my dad loved my boyfriend and I was in honors programs and I was a parent's wet dream. I mean, I really was. I was a good kid and none of that stuff ever really appealed to me. And even when I went to college and moved to Boston and everything, none of that really ever appealed to me. I drank and, you know, did things like that, like, but nothing ever more than that. And people get shocked when I tell them, yeah, I, I've never really engaged in that. So maybe this particular guy thought that might've been part of my past, but he knew enough about me to kind of know that because we've had very intimate conversations about how we were 
in high school, you know, through college and stuff like that. And I guess he maybe felt that I am game for a lot of stuff and that my motto usually is I will try nearly anything once, twice, just to make sure I did or didn't like it the first time. So maybe he thought that he could float that out there. And since I'm a fun girl, that might be something fun and flattering to me that he feels that I'm fun enough or sexy enough or would be flattered by something like that. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. And I, I, you know, one of the things that we need to do is take, uh, take a moment to just, you know, what, what our perception is may not necessarily be our reality. And a lot of times people say perception is reality. And that's another, you know, topic for debate because sometimes people, whether they have a social media persona, you can't necessarily mistake that social media persona for the person that they are. And if you're going to date somebody that you met online or that you met via Twitter or any of those things, if you have gotten to know them because of their radio personality or their social media persona, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's who they are. So that's a mistake that, you know, that I think people can can do, I, I think, or make. Also, when you have, you know, I've, I'm in the process of texting Ken while I'm talking to you about the NFL draft. And we've got a lot going on this week in sports. And for those of you that don't know, Pam's got a show, Sports Infusion. We do have articles over at sportsicmedia.com. And last night I was, you know, engaging in the sports law legal segment on Sportsix Radio. So we have a lot outside of this show that involves um, sports. And one of the things that the host of Sportsix Radio just said to me, he said, I said, we're in the middle of taping this show and we're talking about, uh, you know, whether or not you should do a background check or a criminal background check on someone you're dating. And his response was, it depends. Depends on how you know them. Hopefully, dating sites can vet some of these people, but you may have to. Um, you have a lot of people living too many lives, right? And and or right. double lives or compartmentalizing things. And it's like, you know, I think that just because you meet somebody on a dating site, I mean, it's not as though like, oh, okay. Now, if the dating site does a criminal background check, I mean, you're talking about high-end dating sites that engage in doing a criminal background check. But um, there are, you know, there is a chance you need to be careful, though, you don't want to have a false sense of security, where just because you met someone through a dating site that you think like everything's going to be just fine, you still have to have that in person interaction and that little voice telling you and you're and sometimes your intuition can be wrong. Usually it's right. I mean, usually your intuition is at least I think for me anyway, my intuitive guide it's when I ignore it that I find myself in a situation or sometimes, and sometimes there are those red flags. We just don't always pay attention to them. And, well, you know, we you don't want to uh, see them. If you don't well, want to yeah, see them, because, you're not. Because then you would have to, then you would have to make a decision. Like if you see those little red flags at the beginning of a relationship and those red flags are saying like, okay, you know, like um, my boyfriend has a propensity for violence and I see him yelling at me or, you know, I see him flying off the handle, but I'm just going to, you know, ignore that. Well, don't be surprised if a year later that that temper ends up being directed towards you and it's right. something you chose to ignore. It's something that, I mean, I think a lot of women and there's probably stats out there that, 
you know, a lot of women find themselves engaged with someone, or not engaged, but engaging or, or dating or, or in a relationship with someone who is um, violent or mentally abusive. And guys would probably say the same things. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that probably say like, oh my God, I'm dating this girl and she's like, you know, this bitch and she's horrible and she's this and she's that. And it's like, you know what? Like, did you ignore the signs in the beginning? Did you, you know, did you ignore signs that like she's overly friendly with every guy and you're just like well I wonder if that's just her personality or if it gets taken to the next level I mean there's different things that you have to look for but sometimes we do choose to ignore it and then you beat yourself up because you only have yourself to blame for that in the end though you really you really have to kind of look at a situation and say all right well I saw it and I chose to ignore it learn from it and then hopefully you don't make those mistakes in the next relationship. The article on popsugar.com, the one I Googled him and found out he has a criminal record, is our topic for that dating show today. Okay, so I Googled him and found out he has a criminal record. This is a staff article over at popsugar.com. And the article continues with, he is nice, funny, caring, and I like spending time with him. I know it's common for people in their 20s. Like I had said, actually, I'm repeating the line where you Google, but she she didn't Google his background check. And then she decided to randomly Google his name. And she was shocked to find out that, you know, he had been, okay, again, consuming alcohol as a minor, which I don't know why as a minor that would even show up because that's supposed to be uh, things that happen when you're a minor are supposed to be processed. Yeah. You're processed as an adult, but usually that stuff isn't, isn't out there. So I don't understand this so much, but that'll be something else because a lot of times what happens when you're a minor is not, is not necessarily supposed to be out there so that's interesting but the birth date was exactly the same so she found she was shaking when she found this stuff out and she never in a million years thought that this guy that she had kissed and she was dating um would be you know someone that she all of a sudden found herself feeling uncomfortable about um she thought this was a huge red flag when she saw that he was arrested for certain things and she just you know um her the end of the article says what would you guys do if you were me and my my response to this would be that you need to trust your own intuition. You need to ask yourself, so, you know, there's a lot of things that people do when they're teenagers. There's a lot of things that people do when they're in their early 20s. And I know myself, some of the best behavior I exhibit now is as a result of learning from mistakes I've made. So if you're going to judge me, the person I am now, based on the behavior I did when I was in my early 20s, then I don't want to be with you anyway. So if I'm still in my early 20s and you're judging me on that behavior, then that's a different story because you're deciding or you may not be judging. You may just say, you know what, this isn't for me right now. But depending on the age that you are and depending mm-hmm. on, you know, a lot of times people You could always say, choose, if it bothers you that much, you could always find a way to work it into a conversation and almost as an example and say, you know, when I was 16 years old, I did this crazy thing. Like, have you ever regretted doing any crazy things like in your teen years right there you go and you know there could be like I said there could be a lot of people that would answer affirmatively to that unless they feel that they're going to be judged and then they may they may not want to share everything that they did because it could be that somebody's going to view it you know especially domestic violence is such a huge issue now or sexual assault you know can be things that are categorized as sexual assault sometimes are not as serious as 
people make them out to be. And again, you know, I'm not saying, thing is, is if someone heard me saying that, they might be like, oh my God, you know, Michelle said sexual assault isn't serious. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. But the way the law is, certain things that are categorized as sexual battery or sexual assault, sometimes a very serious offense by the eyes of the law is categorized as something that's a misdemeanor and not so serious. And the flip side is true. Sometimes someone will have to register as a sex offender, but yet it was something they did when they were 16, you know, that was something that wasn't necessarily what people would categorize normally as thinking more or less like a pedophile versus a 16-year-old kid that was dating someone, you know, like, it's just, it's just more complicated than the surface can make it It's more complicated sometimes than it seems. And I think that, you know, that it's a good way to approach things when you find something out is to kind of bring it to the person in a non-accusatory type way. I think the minute you find out information and you come at somebody very negatively, you should expect their defenses to be up and to automatically, you know, come at you in that same fashion. There's ways yeah, to I, approach I, things, which is why... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was... No, no, no. You finish your thought. I'll wait. No, I, which is why I said at the beginning of when we first started is like if you walk into a situation and you decide, okay, this is a lot of information for me to process, I necessarily don't think that conversations like that need to happen right away, especially if you need time to process them. So I just feel like when you have this information, there's ways that you come at somebody with the information first. I think it's a personal choice. And I think that this (laughs) is something that only the person involved can decide whether or not to do the criminal background check or whether to continue dating someone once you've found out that there could be something on that criminal background check is a matter of personal choice. I think engaging in criminal behavior is also a matter of personal choice. It's not something I would recommend. It's not something that I think is good, whether, you know, especially if you have children and you, and I say that because it's not that you you know, you as an individual isn't to be, you know, that you shouldn't give the same respect to yourself as you should to your children, but the consequences could be great if you engage in behavior that's risky when children are around. And and I mean, you know, that's something that I believe when you date somebody, if you have children, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people nowadays do, they're dating, you know, they have children from a previous relationship and they're dating and we see it on shows like Jerry Springer all the time you know this this yeah. one lost their child because of you know the, the state came and took the child away because of certain things that went on and yeah I know this show is usually yeah. lighthearted and we, stuff like that to... but we're talking about criminal behavior we're not talking about you know oh he doesn't put his shoes away or he leaves his socks all around or you know he doesn't yeah, shower you know which is, that's a topic for a whole other show you know like whether or not <laughs> but I mean like that we're not talking about what? I said, oh my God, he leaves his laundry on the floor. Yeah, whatever. I mean, those sorts of things. It's you know, right you're not last time I know what. Right next to the laundry basket, he couldn't even take the time to put it from the floor to the laundry basket. And it's total criminal behavior in some relationship. Right, or he doesn't even have a laundry basket, which is you know 
But I mean, to me, it's like, I don't, I don't have a laundry basket. I have like, you know, I mean, it's like, depending on, I don't want to be arrested for, you know, having my laundry, you know, if I leave something on, it's like, that's different. And I don't, you know, I don't need somebody chastising me for it either. However, on, you know, if someone did a criminal background check on me, and, you know, I guess that's another topic too, and we can kind of like, maybe even have a part two I don't know, Pam, where are we with time if we're keeping this to an hour? Yeah, we're we're about at the hour mark now, so. Okay, so this is something else that we may want to talk about, too. How would you feel, you know, how would you feel, and we can maybe discuss this in next week's show, how would it feel if someone did a criminal background check on us? So, for example, if I'm dating someone and I find out that he's Googled my name, that he's done a criminal background check, you know, on me, would I take offense to that? And do you feel differently when the table's turned and someone has gone and done a criminal background check on you without even telling you, and then you find that out. Do you feel that he's invaded your privacy, or do you feel that he's just been, and I say he or she, have, do you feel that that's something that's okay? And I'm going to leave that thought with you, Pam, and we can pick it up next week and kind of continue this conversation Give it some thought, you know, without answering yet, because let's just, you know, continue this conversation next week with this article that we found on Pop Sugar. We'll do some more research and we'll we'll throw some questions out there to the Twitter audience and ask, how would you feel if someone did a criminal background check on you? Would you feel, and we can do a poll, whether or not you feel your privacy was invaded or whether or not you feel that it was just normal dating practice? And we'll throw that question out. I'm going to give the floor over to Pam and take the last five minutes to close out the show, let her talk about where she'll be at, what she's got going on, and give her uh, Twitter address out once again. And then we'll just close it out and we'll be back next week. All right, guys. Well, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Sporty Diva. This Sunday, I do have something going on in Westboro, Massachusetts. It's a pancreatic cancer research walk. You can walk, you can run. This is brought to you by Lux Garden Foundation. You can follow them on Twitter at the same name. And you can follow me. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see the tweets that I have tweeted out where you can go register. It's $35 to register. You can choose between the 10K and the 5K. Don't worry if you're not a marathon runner or a professional runner, anything like that. You can also walk too. It's supposed to be really good weather out. And I just wanted to put that out there so we can start raising money for pancreatic cancer research as many you know I'm very into raising money for cancer research because I've lost quite a few people in my life from the disease and hopefully the more money we can raise they can start getting closer to finding cures for some of these things so that's going to be in Westboro Mass and I have tweeted out what the registration is and that's what I've got going on this weekend it's always good to be there to help others and to be um, you know out there in the community that you're uh, whether you're living whether it's a local whether it's a national whether it's an international charitable organization um, you know do your homework on the charity that you're working with and you know if you um, if you're out in Westboro or you're close to Westboro Massachusetts look for Pam to be there 
to um, help raise money for pancreatic cancer. Follow Pamela on Twitter at Sporty Diva. You can follow the show account at That Dating Show. And you can follow me at Sportex Michelle. That's my, uh, I was going to say that's my show account, but that's that's my uh, social media <laughs> persona. That's everything. Um, we would love to have your thoughts on this particular topic, and we will turn around and take it uh, to next week as well. It gives us something to talk to our audience about over the next week. What are your thoughts if somebody that you're dating does a criminal background check on you? Do you think that that's something that you would take offense to? We will uh, talk about it next week. We appreciate our audience. Thank you so much for following us. All right, everybody, have a great week. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be nice. And if you're in Vegas, if you're at Signers tomorrow, there's going to be a huge NFL draft party over at the Buffalo location. And that's where I believe I'll be. I'll probably stop by Vegas Boulevard, but I'll be up at Buffalo location for the first round of the NFL draft. All right, everybody, follow us on Twitter. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.